Episode 141, Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast. Landon Tucker joins us to do a special breakdown on Lake Seminole, Lake Eufaula, a little bit of Pickwick, basically Georgia, Alabama, deep south spring bass fishing. I think you'll find some good nuggets. Enjoy the show. This week, the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. Here we are. Another Wednesday night, another Hellabass Live. Welcome everybody. Tonight we are definitely we're on the eve of Elite Series stop number two in the Bassmasters. And we're gonna talk a whole bunch about Lake Seminole, probably some Eufaula, just some down deep early spring bass fishing talk with uh Landon Tucker. What's going on, Landon? Oh, not much. Just hanging out, waiting for them to get started tomorrow, man. I'm I'm uh I'm I'm pretty jacked up for it. I'm not even fishing it. So Yeah, absolutely. I if I I mean I'm pretty sure you grew up stones throw from Seminole. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so I'm an hour and a half from Seminole and three hours from you follow. Those are the two closest lakes I have to me. Um, tournament lakes. That is, uh, I got Blackshear too, but it's, it's hit or miss there. Sure. So, <clears throat> yeah. So Landon, we connected on Twitter. Uh, Landon is like super fire quick on twitter like <laughs> so if you if you like twitter give landon a follow on twitter like uh, he's one of the few that's like <clears throat> super active on there but uh we connected and uh so since we got Seminole coming up tomorrow uh uh if you don't have your fancy lineups in <clears throat> you got about less than 12 hours to get them in and then uh what is it uh, the week after or 10 days after the opens kick off on you follow yeah it's ne- next week right week so, after back to backs yeah, and uh, they both should be firing. Like they both should be. Well, we'll get into that. But right, but general consensus, <coughs> we think it's going to be <laughs> rocking and rolling on both of them. Oh, absolutely. They're they're absolutely going to smash them uh, starting tomorrow. And you follow, they're definitely going to smash them. Uh, there's a uh, some tournament there last weekend to like twenty seven to win it. Um, so yeah, it's it, they're they're both just catch, they're both catching at each place very good right now. Yeah, sounds like uh, yep. Brian says audio video good, so we're rocking there. Sweet. Um. So, and uh, Landon's uh, kind of grew up in bass fishing. He's uh, deeply rooted in bass fishing and tournament fishing in that area. So. Um, if the last name Tucker sounds familiar, that there might be a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my dad fished the elites for 10, 11 years and, uh, took a year off and decided he couldn't, couldn't sit at the house for that long. And, uh, he's fishing the, uh, FLW tour invitationals, whatever it is now. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's been around a good bit. Um, my, my grandfather's been around a lot also. Uh, he, my grandpa won the, first event the last year they had co-anglers on the elites hmm. um so 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Very cool. So yeah, like if you think back, I always remember Jay Todd with the iconic big green egg wrap back yeah. in the day. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> that that actually, big I, green egg deal was pretty that was pretty cool, man. We got the uh one year I went on the road with them and we went to all these different places doing big green egg demos and cooking uh-huh. on them and stuff and it was pretty 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 cool little little deal we had. Yeah. I actually I bought one. Oh I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they sponsored your dad, and then you know, they like they did his title, but they also had, you know, several other pros, right, that they were supporting on a smaller level, and it was, it was mm-hmm. uh, I mean, hey, and like it's it's a it's a dang good cooking machine. <laughs> Absolutely, I I wish I had one. <laughs> that was before like pellet girls became super popular. Like, yeah, now, now everybody's got the Traegers and stuff, and um. I'd like to try one of those too. One of my friends has one. He uses it quite a bit. They're pretty sweet. I kind of say like, you know, like the the purists enthusiasts. They like, you know, they kind of bag on them right a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think you get ninety percent with like ten percent of the effort with a pellet grill. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> but I tell you what, uh, two when I first got my pellet grill. I went to cook the Thanksgiving turkey and like whatever the igniter bulb or whatever, something fouled in it and it wasn't working, but I had a bag of lump charcoal and the big green egg bailed us out. So there you go. So go back to the old reliable when the new technology stuff doesn't quite work. There you go. AJ says pellet girls are the live scope of smoking. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah, fun. So yeah, you've been growing up in it, and uh, I think you've been fishing the NPFL since the inception, right? So you're, you're going to be starting yeah. the third season here. Yeah, yeah, we're going to start at Pickwick. Uh, actually, I almost won the first one at Ufala. Uh I don't really want to tell the the losing my keys story, but um, yeah, I the first day uh, at Ufala, I had to get i had to get my graphs worked on the day before we had an off day and so um i take my boat to a a marine center deal there and we took the switch panel off to see if there was an ethernet port to because they weren't sharing waypoints and set my Mm -hmm. keys uh where the rod tips go and i we put everything back together i forgot to put the keys in or i didn't know you took them out the the boat keys uh, right yeah the boat my boat keys so I get to the ramp the first first thing uh, next morning, and they they had a live camera with me and everything, and I I got to look and I was like my keys aren't in the boat, and um, so we're I'm scrambling trying to find my keys. The camera guy's asking me, he's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Not right now, buddy. I you do not do not be interviewing me right now." <laughs> but um, our tournament director or owner slash tournament director at the time he uh he let me borrow his boat until about 10 o'clock they called me said hey we got your keys i'm like all right coming i went out caught three for like 12 pounds the first day and that saved my butt yeah i think i actually remember hearing that in the uh oh maybe luke duncan or was watching later on in the live or something i remember hearing about that so yeah i would agree like i never take my keys out so if somebody took my keys out I wouldn't know it until I went to like back it in and hit the key and be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely don't take mine out. 
I have a friend of mine. He takes his out. I I told him like that's that's not smart. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I uh, I didn't buy anything at the hook setter or tackle. So I sold a decent amount of stuff. Got rid of a big tote of stuff. So that was good. Um, but I I bought a hamburger and I bought uh, a couple beverages and uh, that was about it. Uh, Chris, you know, we, it, it didn't hit as hard. I mean, the snow we got today up here in Minnesota would have crippled just about everybody else, but I actually took my daughter to a hockey game tonight. Um, like we, life goes on up here, <laughs> even with six, eight, eight inches of snow. Um, so when, when is Pickwick? When, when do you guys uh, kick off? Well, I'm, I'm leaving the 11th. Uh, so a couple weeks. So it'll basically be be a little bit of a break right after the open and then NBFL mm-hmm. kickoff. Yep. That should be a pretty good time for Pickwick. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think so, dude. I've, I've looked at the map a lot. We were there the first year in PFL and um, <clears throat> we were, we're going out of Florence this time. We went out of, we went out of the bottom end last time. So I yep. didn't get to spend that much time around the Florence area when I was up there. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot of map looking the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't imagine it's going to be wide open there, but I think there'll be some big Scott. Like there will be some big yeah. bags. I think you'll have the haves and the have-nots at Pickwick being in yeah coming year. Hopefully, I'm in the haves. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll it should be good. I think it should still be all pre-spawn stuff. Um, I don't think they'll be spawning quite that time yet, but uh, should be fun. Maybe rip a trap or two, or I don't know. You gotta see what the grass is looking like up there. Sounds like Uncle Ron's might be getting missing a few fish on chatterbait. Um, I have some thoughts. What are your What are your thoughts when you're depend Depends on what setup he has, man. I've 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 learned that your your rod and everything is is key to chatterbait fishing, man. I at a Wright Patman MPFL, I I put my chatterbait on a stiffer like seven three heavy because we were around all those bushes. I I lost thirty pounds worth of fish probably, and then I switched it back to the rod I regularly throw my chatterbait on, which is a seven six medium heavy cranking rod, and I I didn't lose them afterwards. Yeah, I think there's a couple things, right? You can, I mean, one thing I think people overlook is even just going to like, you know, if you fish seventeen pound fluoro, go to seventeen pound mono, like try big game or try like a suffix mono, like you can without changing your rod, that's one thing that you can easily, and it's pretty inexpensive to try that. I actually throw mono half the time on my chatterbait, probably. Um, really? But yeah, otherwise a little bit more moderate action rod goes a long way. And I guess it depends if they're missing it or are you not. The other thing is if you're just, if they're just like bumping it, <laughs> it depends. Are you, is your rod loading up and, and they're coming off or are you losing them halfway or are they just like bumping it? Cause if they're just bumping it, then it might be, color might be um you know uh, too much action in the trailer you know you can play around with that some of that stuff so yeah <clears throat> i haven't played with the mono much on the chatterbait i'm not try that some i tried it i had a, a national tournament on the watchtow river uh which is all cypress trees dirty water right like super shallow and i figured like i was gonna you know and chatterbaits are not the greatest around wood right like <laughs> they're known to, to grab a piece of wood every now and then 
Um, so I thought the mon. So for my spinner baits, some of my square bills and my chatter baits, I went to big game for that tournament, just thinking it would ride over some of that stuff. You'd be able to snap it off better, you know, things like that. And I was really pleasantly surprised. So I've, I've been using a lot more mono lately, just mixing it in. I think with today's rods, right? Like when we all abandoned mono 15 years ago or whatever, 20 years ago, uh, you know, our rods weren't near what they were today. So I think, right. you know, you can kind of, you can, it's, it's one of the, another one of those levers you can tweak in your system, depending on the technique you're using to, uh, to, to, to kind of dial it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you're from Minnesota, so you're from Minnesota, so you're getting a lot of snow then. Yeah. I'm getting a decent, I mean, not, I mean, I mean for, yeah, most people consider it a lot, yeah. but like. I got a I got a friend up there. He owns a landscaping company. I called him today, and he said they were getting like 14 inches. He lives in uh, Wisconsin. Sure. Said they're getting 14 inches overnight. He's been plowing since 1 a.m. and that was at two o'clock this afternoon. So, yeah, that's pretty standard deal. If you own a landscaping co- company in the summer, you're you're pushing a plow in the winter. Mm-hmm. Is he one of the guys that fishes the MPFL or? He he did oh. he did the first and second is Jeff Barth he, he did the first and second year but he needs uh, he's got a couple uh, health family health issues that he's not going to fish this sure. year but he has <clears throat> good dude nothing but sweet weather for you this week from what I looked on the uh, yeah like just a nice steady warming trend what seventies low eighties like just climbing into a nice moderate like. Not dead calm, just a nice, what, like 10, 15 mile an hour, 12 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, dude, the, the crazy thing is, is it was, it was 30 here on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was 30, like a low 30, which is really cold for us. Um, so that, that combined with this warming that we're having and all the wind, uh, the wind, the wind helps. Uh, I'm talking about over on Seminole. The, the worst days I've had on Seminole Man are just flat, calm, hot, muggy. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know why that I don't, I don't catch them good when it's like that. You got to have wind, clouds. It, the perfect, perfect weather's storming, a little bit of wind, and you'll catch them over there. Yeah. I agree, Gabe. I've been using more mono on my, <clears throat> some of my jerkbait setups as well um so yeah and i think that cold snap right like to me when i think spring fishing like that it almost puts up like a gate and then just the fish start stacking up when they're gonna stage right and then when it gets warm they just like like so i think that's like a recipe for for some magic to happen this week potentially i i think so too um but like all our fish don't spawn here at once um Mm -hmm. i know up there they probably do (laughs) it's um but yeah they there's there's some old beds that people have seen. I, I called some called around this week to check on things, and people seen old beds, seen some fresh beds, and uh, so they. I haven't heard of anybody having a big one on a lot on a bed yet, but they're probably sure. keeping that hush hush. Do we think this is going to be like the first big wave towards the end of the week, mm-hmm. or just kind of like they're just going to see a trickle, or at this point, or is it still pretty yeah. still pretty early, right? Like you guys are usually like your big spawn is early <laughs> or not, or uh, no? It's uh, I mean there's there's some moved up last weekend. There was a high school tournament, and 
the last like 30 minutes of the day, they, there's, there's a big wave moved up then. Um, but we, we've had waves up and come in. So it's, it's probably right about in the middle of okay. uh, spawn time. So we've had some, so that there might be some post spawners caught, uh, but it'll, it'll be pre spawners. I think mostly like that's, you think pre spawns is going to win it. Mm-hmm. It, it, no, not necessarily. It'll be both. It'll be spawning and pre-spawning. Um, okay. You can get you can get on a spot and catch five big pre-spawners in a heartbeat. I mean, uh, you get on somebody gets on the flint on a hard spot and throws a TT five or something like that, DT six, and they can rack up pretty easy. Just gotta find yeah. them though. <clears throat> That'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I kind of think like you're going to see some, I think you'll probably see some big spawning fish play or like day to day, but I just don't know if you're going to see somebody four days Mm-mm. spawn. I think you're definitely going to have to mix in some staging fish and and some of those staging fish could be shallow, right? I would imagine on Seminole, like get up as they're coming in in those flats and they're stopping on every little weed clump and stump, right? Just like even chatterbaits, spinnerbaits, swim jigs, like catching them as they're, heading back in in those pockets there could be some i would imagine pretty good bags caught that way as well yeah um there's there's a particular there's a middle in the mouth of spring creek and where 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 spring creek and the flint river meet at we call those the sandbars and um there's probably going to be boats stacked up there um it's just a good spawning flat with some sandy areas hydrilla uh, pepper grass and uh millful mixed in there um with, and there's a few ditches that run through there man it's 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 textbook i mean perfect oh there we go so which one is uh so is those islands spring? no that spring where you, i can't see the cursor this arm or is that I'm that that's that. yeah that's spring creek so this area down here is what you're talking yep, about. Yeah, where those where those islands are at. That's that's where it's at. So for the people not familiar, right, this sits on the the Florida Georgia line. I think a little bit way up here touches Alabama or wait, something. But wait, yeah, you got to go way up there. Yeah. But there's yeah plenty of water, right? You got the Flint, the Chattahoochee, the Spring Creek, right? Like that all there's. And I think, from what I understand, it's pretty close to normal pool, right? It's not high, it's not low, it's not. Yeah, um, it, it's coming. It's coming down. They, uh, I think, they still got the gates open, uh, which okay. it, I hope. I hope they keep them open. It'll it'll make the fish fight better. Uh, they they stop it. That water's going to dirty up, and um, my water may come up. Some I don't know, but uh, if they if they cut the water off it might hurt it well let's take a look at what omnia uh is saying for spring largemouth so somebody filed a report back in uh tyler wilson back in uh mid-february this looks like he was catching him on a bladed jig he said it was in the low 60s already. I, th- I think I heard Drew Cook said it was 56, 58 on mm-hmm. Monday. Monday, yeah. It it uh, should be mid 60s now. 
Yeah, he thought low to mid sixties by the time the tournament started. So they're saying uh, bladed jigs. <laughs> Shocker. Thirty percent, twenty percent Texas rigs. Yeah, I don't see any speed worms on there. Yeah, got stick worms. So the speed worms, much like Florida, they kind of play down there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just big, big old the big one. Big Frogs and one. toads. You can catch them on a frog. Somebody will catch some on a frog. I think they're maybe underrepresenting crankbaits and some of that stuff. Like I think crankbaits and some of that stuff are like, and, and even a Carolina rig and maybe some swim baits and stuff on those staging fish are probably a little underrepresentative in their analysis at this point. It is. Um, <laughs> like yeah, it is somebody's some, gonna someone somebody's gonna buddy gross them. <laughs> I think Buddy Gross will Buddy Gross. Buddy Gross is probably going to Buddy Gross him, I think. <laughs> probably. Yeah, someone's going to catch him winding, winding a trap or a crankbait or something. I guess before we forget, I want to make sure I thank Arsenal Fishing for support in the stream and the channel, as always. Is that the, uh... And everybody that came in tonight. If you guys want to support Arsenal Fishing or Omnia, the codes are down below. Stream those for a little bit. <clears throat> uh, when is my first national tournament this year? That'll probably be uh, 2024, based on how I didn't make any regionals for this year. So we'll be probably fishing locals uh, this year, trying to get to a regional national next year. Wasn't in the cards last year. Um, <clears throat> although I might go to the classic just to hang out at the show for a little bit this year. So <clears throat> I, haven't, I haven't decided if I'm going yet or not. I don't know. I assume you've been to a few over the years. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, went, been, I was at the last one, KVD one in New Orleans. I've been the last two, three years. Each of those flew out to Dallas for that one. Landon like to frog. Yes. Yes, Landon loves to frog. I was going to say, if Landon doesn't like to frog, we might just end the stream right now because if yeah, there's something wrong with you, you don't like to frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best start for me, but we'll, we'll get back. Don't worry. Um, <clears throat> so let's maybe uh, jump into some fantasy fishing a little bit. And I think you play a little bit. You got a league with your buddies. Is that right? I I do. Let me pull that up right here. Pull it up if I can. I know one person asked here, how do you think Keith Poche is going to do this weekend? And is there, do you think Um, it fits? Is his little boat going to get him into some sneak holes on Seminole or not? There's, there's some sneak holes that, that he can get into that we can't get into anymore, probably. Um, did you happen to catch his some... off the grid video that he did on Seminole? Yeah, he went up the flint. Uh, I that those show bass aren't really no, no, no. There's he did another one like just oh, uh, yeah, two weeks yeah, ago, I maybe. One. I saw that one too. He didn't catch him though. No, but was he, <laughs> I guess, were the spots that he got into any good or not? And just I don't not the know. right time I... or. I, I I looked on the map for like 
10 minutes, honestly, to try and figure out where he was at. I, I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Right, yeah, I mean, I feel like this – was it the second one he went into? I don't think he could legally get in there in the tournament the way he got in. No. I mean, the first one, yes, he pretty much legally got in. But the second one he went into, unless the water came up, he wasn't getting in there legally because he was getting out of the boat and winching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. But overall, do you think Hoshe does well? Not well? He he should. He, I mean, he's he's won a Toyota Series there a couple of years ago, but he was catching Sholies. Um and so they're not going to play. I I went over uh, I went over the river uh, yesterday to pick my boat up, and uh, it was it was way high, way muddy, and and shoal bass aren't going to they're not going to bite. But I mean, he can. I know he can go catch some largemouth too. Uh, so there's there's plenty of places to he can get back in and uh, catch them for sure. So yeah, maybe he, just, he might he might catch them. I don't know. Maybe just give us a. a... 101 on shoal bass because like they're i mean that is a unique thing to your area uh and kind of seminal in a few other places like i mean it's like i feel like seminal is one of the few like major tournament places that shoal bass can even play so maybe just give us a little history and rundown of what a shoal bass is and what that means yeah so it's shoal bass is its own time i mean it looks like a small mouth uh but fights almost like a smallmouth man they're uh they're one of the coolest fish one of the hardest biting fish i've ever caught uh i don't i don't get to go catch them much uh but my dad just bought a tunnel hole so we're gonna start start going a good bit more uh we gotta have you gotta have a tunnel hole to go catch them uh and they live in the flint river and some other river up in south carolina uh just speaking of which hey there we go (laughs) <laughs> that's what they uh, that's look in, like yep that's in uh there's Flint. i did hear about occasionally they'll get out on the humps in front of the flint like mm-hmm. at certain time i mean where they'll you don't actually have to get up in the flint and sometimes you can catch them out in front of it but <clears throat> oh, those are lost those get lost I've I've never caught a shawl bass in the lake yet. I keep waiting to do it. People, I mean, there's there's a few get caught every year. Mm-hmm. Um, not many, not many get out on the lake though um, that I've seen. But uh, yeah, they're they're so fun. I mean, it's, what like uh, a, will they get up to about six, seven pounds? Is that kind of max yeah, for I, a shoal? I, those are those are big ones. I mean, those are giants. Like, yeah. But, I mean, guys uh, will like. When it's right, they'll get they'll catch 24, 25 pounds of sholies, won't they? Yeah. No. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It, it it's possible. Uh, 20, 24, 25 is pushing it, but uh, regularly you can go catch 18, 18 to twenty, doing it, which I, that's still a good bag. Um, right. For sholies, at least. <laughs> so typically they play when the lake gets a little stingy and the river gets right, right when like ball. When 15 to 18 pounds is a good bag on the lake, and then 18, 17, 18 pounds of sholies becomes kind of easy in the river, right? And then if you got the right yep. rig, you kind of have a little bit of a leg up on the field. Exactly. And when it when it gets hot and muggy and down here, man, we'll it'll be 105 or something. You go you can go out on the river and get in the shade, kind of, and just float float on down it and catch them. 
catch some smallies or shoalies. And what kind of baits? Like, what's the best baits for shoalies? Uh, chatterbait. They like a topwater. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, spinnerbait. Um, oh, what else they bite? Square bill. If you can get it through the rocks. Yeah, I mean, it literally, you're you're floating over giant like Volkswagen sized boulders in a aluminum boat um going to catch these things so it's uh it's sketchy but you stay hung up a lot too i, I took one of my buddies uh in january show bass fishing he had all his nice stuff i'm like you no buddy you got to bring your, your stuff you're willing to lose yeah it's kind of like fishing in northern minnesota like our shallower up the upper mississippi for like smallies like big boulders mm-hmm. shallow water so <clears throat> That'd be fun. That'd be fun to go do. Also, you want an aluminum rig for that. You don't want to be dropping the the glass boat in those places. Yeah, I I heard today somebody with a uh, aluminum rig on the elite ripped a big hole in his boat. So he got fixed. So an express or a crestliner? A crestliner. <laughs> well, that narrows he, it down. Yeah, he's good. He got it fixed. All right. Well, let's maybe uh so who's uh who do you got for bucket E? Bucket E. Or who do you like? Maybe give us a couple names then who you're kind of locking in on. So in the words of old Matt Pangrack, John Sokin has never had two bad tournaments in his life in a row. <laughs> so that's that's my pick is old John. Uh <laughs> taught him on Sunday. He said he had no idea grass grew out to seventeen foot Seminole, but he learned pretty quick. Also, Corey, yeah. man, I just see Corey in Bucketies, crazy. Yeah. Or Corey or Johnson's Christy. part of the reason I didn't have a good first tournament at Okeechobee. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. I had I had eight hundred something points the first tournament, so I didn't do good either. Yeah, I got. Uh, I think what I end up with uh, nine twenty. See more than me. At 861. That's why they pay me the big bucks to write articles for Bassmaster. <laughs> I, I, I did a couple of fantasy articles back in the day. But the, I'm, I'm going to, I think there's a couple of interesting, like Sukup is interesting. I mean, he <clears> won <throat> on Ufala, right? The, that was the turn, right? The first he did. one that you, right? He beat you at Ufala, which is just, we'll talk a little bit more about Ufala, but kind of cousin, sister reservoirs to some degree. Um, mm. I think, you know, you're looking for somebody sneaky. I think Cole Sands probably sets up. I mean, his Tennessee River experience, I think, will translate. Same with Jacob Fouts. You talked about Sukup. Um, I mean, you know, Summerall, Otten. Yeah. And then Christie's hard. I mean, like you got the classic champ in Bucket E. Or it's probably the last time you're going to be able to pick him there. <clears throat> and last time he was here, he finished like top 15, 12, 14 back in I think, 2014. Yeah, I think so. And there's a video of him losing just a freak show on Bassmaster. If you go back and look at that tournament, that that turn that that one was uh, that that a lot of people lost a lot of big fish that tournament. Yeah, <clears throat> my, my, um, my dad my dad lost a lot of big ones. I'm gonna go Keith Pochet. I just think he's gonna have a little chip on his shoulder. I think his rig will play this week a little bit. Probably one of the best chances. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, just, I thought he would be a little lower owner percentage because after putting up a zero the first tournament, I thought people might stay off him. But I guess he's probably appropriately percentaged in uh, based on that, it looks like. I think it's one of those things where he knows he doesn't have a chance in the points with zero with getting zero points. So right. <clears throat> could be a thing where he just goes to win all what seven of them he gets to fish this year. Yeah. Um, Cole Sands, he he fished a couple of college tournaments there. All right. <clears throat> Mr. Stevens thinks that uh Maybe Chrissy's going to have an off year. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think I think Okeechobee, he's has he, always been a sticking point. Florida's never been great. He's had a couple decent tournaments. I think Christy rebounds pretty solid the next few events here. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd I'd like somebody to show me a, a year Christy's had an off year that'd be not top ten in the points. Probably. Like an off year for Christy is like missing the classic but winning two events. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, who do you got in uh, Bucket D? Bucket D, I got old Drew Benton. I know it's yeah. a lot of a lot a lot high percentage, but man, I've I've fished against him since I was fourteen, fifteen years old, and we've uh, had some fun out there fishing against each other. Um, Drew Drew's gonna catch him. Uh, I think old I think old Dougie might catch him. Josh Douglas. Yeah, he had a, what, got, a top a, 20, 25 when uh, B-Lat won, I think. He might might have been. I got a good feeling about Dougie. Who else Do you know, Brian, you know Josh? Brian. Do you know them? Or? Yeah. Josh, good dude. Josh and I uh, were in the same bass club for about two years. So, actually, I oh, know Josh cool. really well. Yeah. Him, my, him and my dad are good friends. Prosnick, Prosnick might catch them. Brian News gonna catch him. Yeah, that's who I went with. I think I just wanted to go. I mean, Drew Benton, I could not have picked wrong, but I didn't want to go chalk in every bucket. So like I had right. to feel like to go a little bit, but I think New is sneaky good. Like uh, I mean he's won there, not this time of year, but he's he's actually got a lot more experience here uh, than a lot of people. Um Brian Brian he's he says Seminole is one of his favorite lakes, man. He he mm-hmm. loves it. You know, if 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 it gets won the way Latimer won it, you would think that that's right in the fighter's wheelhouse. But I don't know if it's quite, it's probably a little too early for that. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. And I don't know if the grass grows the same way and that kind of stuff. But where like he was flipping like milfoil clumps, Latimer, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that milfoil might exist, clumps. watch out for fighter. <laughs> yeah, man, that 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 flipping bite it gets good. Uh, it gets good in the summertime, man. You. Well, I say good. You get five bites, maybe twenty-five pounds. Yeah, but I think Latimer won in March, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I think, I think old, Schmidt. I, yeah, Schmidt. Schmidt will catch him. I think. I think Autumn will catch him. I think Maddie might catch him. If, I mean, if it turns, if it turns into a big swim bait thing, man, it, uh, there's a big swim bait bite there that could go on. Yeah, I mean Mullins, Atkins. I mean all. I mean just about this, any this of one, ten or twelve in this bucket are pretty legit. This one's, this one's hard. So I mean, if you don't want to go chalk, you got a lot of good options here. I think you do. Uh, bucket C, the guy that put a hole in his boat, allegedly. 
is who I went with. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick, I guess. From Oh Cox, I'll catch him. I went with uh, Gaston. All right, man. He's he's a he's a chatterbaiter. I, I noticed that you I, like to pick uh, NPFL uh, alumni. Well, I I, I called Gaston Sunday. He said he had like twenty two pounds with four fish. So, but uh, yeah, man, Gaston he can catch them. Both both John John and Gaston catch them. That's why they're in deletes now, man. They, yep. They kicked my butt for two years. So, yeah, but otherwise, I think Lester, the Johnson, Blaylock. I mean, Aries probably been here at some point. Luke Palmer, I think he's a guy that's should set up well for him. He he, he just he's a solid like. If you're just looking for a solid, probably 30, 40th place finish out of your bucket D, Palmer's probably your guy. Um, Lester's in there too. Yeah. Between his track record on the Tennessee River and Spring, Florida, I mean, I feel like Seminole's kind of halfway in between those, right? He should do well. Mm-hmm. I halfway wanted to put Zaldane on this one, too, just because, like I said, that swim bait deal could, could in my do play, you, I don't know. I mean, does it? Is is, it, is Seminole a good swim bait lake? <clears throat> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you can either confirm nor deny it. I, I can confirm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's uh, early in the year the way the way Okeechobee like threw some guys for a loop. It really let a lot of good options in all the buckets. Whereas I feel like in two or three events, things are going to settle out, and it's going to be the people that are having a tough year at the bottom, and the guys are having a good year at the top. And um, but I think so so, too. Just look. I mean, just looking through, see. I mean, Lester's in there. Gleason might catch them. I mean, it. it Seminole is close to Toledo Bend, with all our, with all the trees and grass and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. So Bucket B. I mean, Polnick escaped Florida, which I think automatically makes him like uh, one of the favorites to repeat as ALI. Um, I, I I expect he's going to catch him here. Uh, Hackney Martin. Mosley. I mean, Bernie Schultz caught a 10 pounder last time they were here <clears throat> opening day Had a 30 pound dirty 30. Yeah. That, that, that was crazy. We do. We, we don't get, I don't know why we don't get many 10 pounders at Seminole, but we, we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of, a lot of fives to sevens, a couple eights and every now and then you'll see a nine, but tens are Tens are hard to come by, man. I, I haven't caught one 10. I haven't caught a 10 pounder there yet. Um, yeah, I, I got Polnick for this one. Um, I got Ray Hanson on my drain the lake. I think he might might crack him here. Yeah, he did surprisingly well at Okeechobee. Yeah, I, I went Gross. Like I said, Gross has won here before. He's got a bunch of stellar finishes in this. Like, he all, we're going to talk about Ufala, right? He won at Ufala. Mm-hmm. He's won in Florida. This is basically a sandwich, right? He can just fill the sandwich in here and have like the the trifecta. Um, yeah, I just this should be right in his wheelhouse. Like this is the kind of tournament Buddy Gross just like hammers on him. I it think. is. Um, I think he will. I think Micah Micah and uh, Mark Fraser getting a lot of love. 
I feel I like don't know why. I'm not sure they've never been to Seminole, but they're more the other side of Georgia, right? Like they, <clears throat> yeah, they're 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 up from around Atlanta, above Atlanta area. Uh, those those Atlanta guys don't like to come down here that much. <laughs> we uh, I'm not saying they can't have a good tournament. I just don't know. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, do we we don't. There aren't BFLs at Seminole. There's a Toyota series every now and then. I mean, it's uh, I was that could catch up though. I was interested. I mean, they've had a couple like what BFL regional and like, but yeah, it's not a regular stop. Is there is there a reason why, or is it just a? Ah, uh, man, I I don't. I wish I knew. I, I wish I wish I knew why they they didn't. Uh, they don't even. They don't have you follow on the BFL schedule this year either. They had to pick West Point because they were doing maintenance to the ramp at Ufall, I guess. Uh, hmm. So every like. If I even wanted to fish a BFL this year, I'd have to probably go fish the Alabama ones to avoid driving three hours to each one of them. I'll start mm-hmm. drop three hours to each one of them. But yeah, the uh, no, no love for South Georgia on the BFL schedule. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, I think old Brock Mosley, the way he likes to throw a chatterbait, I think this could, like I said, like this Seminole can fish a little bit like the, his home waters as well. Um, mm-hmm. Sure could. I think Hallman could be good. Like I said, I think in my, my preview video, I called him a poor man's Jason Christie. So I think he could. <laughs> I, th- I think he'd take that. I think he. No, take I, no I, I think I, I know Brad, and I think he would, he'd be like, I'll take that any day. Yeah. So Clay says there's a lot of talk about Spring Creep Live Scope Derby. What are your thoughts? Is that a likely scenario? Yeah. It, it, it could be. Um, Spring Creek, the the water watercolor in there it looks okay. Usually, this time of year you get 10, 12 foot visibility there. I, I think it may be around that, maybe a little bit less. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, it it could turn into a it could yeah somebody could go scope them in the trees and catch them uh, catch them pretty good. I think. Yeah, I would be interesting to see unless they're just you know. Probably gotta really stay on top of them though, right? Like with the warm weather, they're gonna be yeah, moving gonna through. Be moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, bucket A. But, oh, yeah, go bucket ahead. A. but uh, yeah, they like I said with that deep grass deal, dude. You can get on a grass line and find a school of them just hanging out on a point on a grass point and seventeen something foot of water and catch them. Uh, that's a possibility too. Uh, might that somebody might get on that yeah i think just about any of these guys that want to can find that bite right like mm-hmm. rivette never a guy you consider <laughs> i mean not maybe not never not top of mind when you think of a scoper and he just won a tournament on okeechobee using live scope so mm-hmm. but um bucket a interesting <laughs> it um is. Canterbury's got some experience down there. I'm sure Kennedy's been there. I couldn't find a lot of positive, uh, but wouldn't be surprised. Plus, I already I, I used Kennedy in the first time, and he almost oh. won the tournament. I'm like, I'm not going to probably roll the <laughs> dice on Kennedy and fantasy again for a while. Uh, yeah, Steve. Steve's grew up fishing down there a lot. He's Him more like dad, he grew up on West Point. It was like his home lake, right? Yeah. Well. West Point, you fought. Well, I mean, they're all in a line. West Point, right. you fall in Seminole. So, uh, 
he he spent his fair share of time at Seminole too. Yeah, I I had Canterbury at first just because of that deal in 2011 when he ran for me, followed down to Seminole and called him. Uh, I know he he lo- he loves Seminole too, man. Uh, I've heard him say on Scott's videos that Seminole is one of his favorite lakes. I went with Cook just because. Same reason you went with Benton. Same reason <laughs> I went with Benton, man. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't go Cook, I probably would have went Walters. But that 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 was my that was my third choice, I think. Which another another MPFL guy. <laughs> kind of. I mean he kind of dipped kind his toe of. in it. I mean and he he won ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? Low nineties to win? Where how what's yeah. the weight? I think so. Um some of the local guys around here were arguing on Facebook about it earlier, thinking it'll take seventy seven to eighty five, something like that. No, they're, they're everything's setting up too good. It'll, it'll be low nineties. I don't, I don't think they'll break a hundred, but you get 23, 22 and a half, 23 a day, you'll win it. Right. Or you get 26, 27 one day, and then you follow it up with a bunch of twenties or. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. That, that's, that'll probably be what happens too. Let's see. Peek at drain the link here. Yeah, I'm ninety four percent there. Um, forty seven percent. You're consistent between the two. That's good. It's consistently bad. Yes. So I'm gonna go Cox. I'm gonna use him up here. Uh, I like like I don't. Th- I mean, Hallman's a good fisherman, but I feel like of the remaining schedules, this probably suits him well. So I decided to use him here. Keith Poche. It was either here or. Uh, mean and i'm just worried that if he ends up missing tournaments and having conflicts the rest of the year he might just give up on the elites by the time we get to sabine (laughs) so i'm like i'm just gonna get him out of the way here um drew benton uh obviously i used drew cook on okeechobee already i think uh so i got cole sands prosnick buddy gross and brian new i got uh i got benton I got Canterbury, I got Cook, I got Hanselman, Brian New, and Buddy Gross. And that's very liable to change between now and 12 o'clock tonight. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Backlash Pro? Play's well, got nope. Cook, Benton, Johnson. That's solid. Share some picks there for sure. Oh, Clay, <coughs> really? Didn't watch my video because I explicitly said that he wasn't going to fish clay. You weren't paying attention. <clears throat> yeah, that's. All right. We got a question. Critical Gravy says, Landon, <laughs> favorite topwater frog speed. I don't know. Each? Or is he just saying, what's what's your out of topwater frog speedworm blade? I'm not sure. Jig. Like, I don't know if he's asking. Uh... I think he's asking which one of those six. Which one? Uh, man, probably uh, probably the chatterbait, Lady Jim. Yeah. Man, uh, I've thrown it a lot, and I love catching fish on it. Uh, but then again, man, we we get a topwater bite at Seminole in 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 the summertime. It it gets stupid. It gets absolutely absolutely stupid. I mean, you catch forty fish a day, and they're all four pounders or more. 
Um, that that's the funnest thing ever. But I think I think year round consistently, I'll I'll throw that chatterbait over just about anything. Yeah, I mean that's a. I mean, I would argue myself, right? Like, out of those, is the frog is probably my favorite way to catch them. Mm-hmm. But day in and day out, I'm leaning on the bladed jig and the jig, like dependability. Benedetto, we're doing good, bud. Thanks for tuning in. I did say stay away from Card because I thought his health was going to bother him, but clearly, I don't. I think I think it almost played into his hands. Like I think it made him slow down and shake that wacky worm, and that ended up being the deal on Okeechobee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Schultz came back to the pack. He he was leading after day one, but he finished like thirty something. So like honestly, I, I think I was somewhat correct on that i think i will be right in the end in saving him for a thousand islands because i think mark my words bernie schultz will have a better finish on my drain the lake team on thousand islands st lawrence river than he did on okeechobee i'll be willing to put uh, at least 20, uh, 20 bucks on that me too <clears throat> we're going we're going up there for my bachelor party nice you, we're driving you getting married this summer or I'm getting married in uh, November, so okay. Yeah, we're gonna go the the week after their opening season or whatever. Um, so they'll be bad, and we'll catch five millions of mile. Very cool. Yeah, I, I haven't been there. I haven't either. I haven't either, but. But you're about you're fixing to, yeah. We're all gonna load up in the truck and drive 19 hours straight up there. Hmm. I think Keith has Keith Keith Carson. He's him and Cox have been up there before. Is this like a a notable names of uh in in your bachelor party that people right might recognize here or? Uh, pro- probably not. Just, just no. Keith, uh, Keith or Jeff Barth, probably, uh, the rest, rest of my buddies, they don't, uh, they don't fish professionally, but well, Mac, my buddy, Max Gresham, he raced, uh, he raced in NASCAR for a little bit. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Martin started out great and, and faded as well. Uh, I don't know what happened there. That was, uh. Crazy. <laughs> um, I'm kind of surprised. I thought, you know, it wasn't surprised to see him have an off day on day two, but I thought he would have rebounded better on day three to kind of get back. I don't know. Um, uh, Mississippi yeah. open for bass boats. Uh, I mean, like, people will get out in late March typically and like pool seven through 10. That's pretty common, I think. <clears throat> So is, is that just when the ice gets out or whatever? Or? Yeah, that's when it basically becomes safe. Uh, the, the, the season does not apply on Mississippi River like it does in Minnesota. So we can oh, fish nice. border waters pretty early. It's just that's good. It's more about when the ice breaks, when it's safe. Make sure we don't have like any major flooding with us. We're, we're probably going to have some high water with the snow we have this year when it melts off. Mm-hmm. But, 
thought y'all, I thought I thought y'all were having a pretty mild winter up there this year. Temperature wise, oh. but we've got a decent amount of snow. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. So let's uh, try to think. Is there anything Seminole? So when's the last time you were out on Seminole? You've been kind of laying off of it, or when did you stop fishing it to get out of their way, or were you fishing like this weekend and then when they got on, or what? No, I I, uh, I went a couple. I went a couple times in January, uh, just to just to go fishing. Man, we we got all got ready to go, and so we were just haul butt over to the lake uh, i got a camper over there so we'll stay in that every now and then uh but yeah i've been a couple times man i i i just didn't land on them. we only went for one day each time and uh just you got to go land on them to catch them uh we didn't land on them too good <laughs> but uh yeah I, I haven't been in a while uh but we're gonna go over there this weekend and just ride around and hang out with everybody i'm gonna leave leave tomorrow around lunch try and catch the way in and then you just go you hang out at the camper and mm-hmm. relax and cook some cook some stuff on the grill and have a few beverages and that's socialize right. and our where our camper's at that's where a lot of the guys are staying at too so Get to hang out with them and see a bunch of buddies I haven't seen in a while. Very cool. <laughs> Clay says, I guess the Christy switching to Skeeter ended those unfinished business commercials <laughs> from the Express Bells. Uh, so I guess let's talk about. So have you been on Ufala more recently than Seminole or not? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> um, there, Ufala is like three hours away from me, so for me to get over there, like I gotta really want to go. Um, but I have I spent a lot of my a lot of time over there saying that. Uh, that's that's how I found all the brush piles for that first NPFL uh, tournament, man. Uh, Brush piles are king over there. There's no no hydrilla left. Uh, not much submerged vegetation, honestly. Uh, but when the opens are going to be there, it'll be it'll probably be wide open spawning stuff. But there'll still be people catch them in the piles. I'm sure. I wish I could, I wish I could have got in it. Nice. Uh, so so it's just one apartment up, or is it? Uh, I think it's I think it's two. Lo- I think I think it's two locks up. Is there a sneaky um, little another? There's a smaller reservoir in there that. Uh, must be in, or? I I think I don't I'm not really sure. Uh, I want to say there's the you follow lock and then there's another lock somewhere else, but the locks are closed, so you can't do that anymore. Oh, so um, back what Canterbury did is not feasible anymore. No, no, they they closed them. Closed them like probably right after that. Scott ruined it for everybody. Yeah. So my, what we're my talking dad about actually, here. My dad made that run one time. So there's Ufala, and then you go upstream. Uh, Did I miss it? No, there it is. There it is. That was that was Seminole. Nope, I missed it. I need to go back to the 
No, you're good. Keep going. I think there's a better map version oh. here. Let me try this. Uh... I, like, I like Omnia's deal they have with uh, the baits and stuff for each lake. I need to zoom out here. It's not. Uh... There you go. Oh boy. <laughs> so there's Seminole. This should be you follow right here. Yep. Right. So what? Tell us the. Uh, what's the biggest differences between the two? Uh, and really the grass. Uh, they're. I don't know if there's a uh, something happened where all the grass just got ripped out of you fall, man. Uh, when it was right after I got out of high school, uh, just it was it got obliterated somehow. Uh, <laughs> so all those fish they they relate to brush piles now, brush piles and shell bars and stuff in the summertime. Uh, but now, I mean, they're they're going to start moving up in the creeks and stuff, and they'll be spawning come next week. I mean, there's still like shallow, like emergent type vegetation, right? Some, yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's like willow grass and some hay grass stuff, and yeah, a couple reeds, but there's sandy branch and there's patala. Patala should should get some pressure next week, I think. So they're saying, uh, I guess, 218. This guy says, uh, cold Saturday morning, squirrel are on rock, produce a few bites, punching mats with Incredibug, and working a culprit worm around boat docks in Petula Creek. Mm-hmm. This guy evidently fishes. Bailey Eggbright. <laughs> huh. uh, Who's that? That was, I think that was from his, that was last did he win a tournament there last spring? Yeah, he won that yeah. he won a Hobie tournament or something. Yeah. I don't remember what time of year that was. But so he said he was fishing paralleling hyacinth mass with a spinner bait for shad spawn. We're, so we're we're gonna be too early for the shad spawn next week, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So that, he must have been a little bit yeah. later in the spring, early summer. Um <clears throat> So they're obviously calling for the same bladed jigs. You think bladed jigs are as strong on Ufala as they are on Seminole, or? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got buddies up there that catch them on it a lot, so it uh, it could play. So, but would you say that um, offshore will probably be? A, I mean, do you think Ufala is going to be more offshore than shallow, whereas Seminole is maybe more of an even split, or is it? I think so. Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, it'll be it'll be fifty fifty at Seminole, but at you follow, there'll there'll be more brush pile fishing. I think going on, uh, especially with with what we showed when we were there this time of year. Uh, I think most of well, yeah, pretty much a lot of the top ten when we were when we were there, it was it was brush pile stuff. So the the one that you finished second in and Sukup one was similar time of year. I don't remember. 
Yeah, it was. It would have been last week, uh, two years ago. All right. Uh, I soak finished first, Gaston finished second, swim in the jig, and I finished third. Nice. So you think? I mean, we get, we kind of think both these tournaments are going to be won offshore. Mm-hmm. We think you follow will be more dominated, where there'll be more guys finishing top ten, twenty, fishing shallow on Seminole. We think. Uh, yeah, there'll there'll be there'll be more guys shallow at Seminole uh, than you follow. I think, uh, but it'll there'll be there'll be a few in the top ten get a you know catch a lot of bed fish that you follow too. Mm-hmm. Um, Seminole, like you said, it'll be 50, 50. I think you gotta have, you gotta have some pre spawners and some spawners. So what is Seminole? 37,000 acres. Is that right? There, right? That sounds right. Yeah. But pretty fishy, right? Like there's a lot of good, I mean, like, um, so a hundred and 104 boats swallows up on Seminole. Or do you think it gets crowded or what do you, it it'll it'll get crowded on the sandbars, I think. Uh one of my buddies said he's gonna take his butt out there and set a lawn chair on the front deck, get a get a get a cold beer and sit there and watch everybody catch fish. <laughs> so uh yeah, it it'll get crowded on the sandbars in front of Jack's. Uh, it'll get crowded there, I'm sure. Uh where else? Probably Spring Creek can get spread out a good bit just because it's so hard to move around there because of all the trees. And then how big is Eufaula, do you know? Uh, not off the top of my head. It's, it's about the same size. So that's going to be a little more crowded. Yes. <laughs> two, uh, yeah. 50 boats or 200 boats or 225 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And a little bit less fishable water especially shallow right like so and less options too with with no grass in there i mean seminole dude you can you can follow the grass line you don't you can have it all to yourself and you follow you know there might be some fights over some brush piles yeah or it's going to be just like you leave one and there's just going to be a steady cycle right like exactly Clay says Milliken doesn't make a cut. You're saying not all year out of nine? I don't, I think, I think we'll see. I could be wrong. I think Milliken, you're going to see some flashes and you're going to see some low tournaments. The way he fishes, he likes the extremes of big baits and small baits. So I think, I think we're going to see some good, some bad. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Think so too. I mean, he just fished two tournaments in Texas where he, I mean, fished solo and had a 30 pound bag against a bunch of locals. Okay. I don't know. I mean, the YouTubers in opens haven't set a high bar for him to be uh, better than most, to be honest. But okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think he'll have a, a couple decent tournaments. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic to see how he does. I'm I reserved am judgment. I got a, I got a couple guys I got my eyes on. To see if they're 
they'll do well or not. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Millican will catch him pretty good. I mean, you follow probably actually lines up for him. For, I mean, he, obviously, he spends a lot of time live scoping brush uh, and piles. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's probably not used to the amount of pressure that he's about to see in competition. So, that could be one thing that would definitely be a uh, an adjustment period. So, that'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think so. You get, you get 200 something boats running around, some running right over your. Right, running right over the fish you're trying to cast at. That couldn't couldn't go too well. Yeah, West Coast Hunter. Yeah, I still like my XSC seven fifty five. Um, it's a good rod. Pricey, but definitely nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. He says in Nebraska. Or literally trading brush piles on thousand acre lakes. So there you go. Guess I'm not sure, River Rats. Are we saying that he did partner or did his partnership break up? Or I don't know. I guess I don't know what the, the news is. But mm, I guess know. I'm not sure. But there are a lot of pros that are like, <laughs> right? It's less important for them to have a deal with a company and just get the stuff they want and they feel like they need. Yeah, it's kind of what you're seeing these days. <laughs> exactly. But hmm. so you think uh, Matt Pangrick, Dink and Duck, Dink and Duncan's going to play for him at Ufala, or what do you think? Dude, dude, Panger Banger's going to catch him. Yeah. Okay. He, he he's called he's called him every year in the opens, man. He uh. His Dinkin and Duncan, he'll he'll do all right. I I think I think he makes it this year. I hope he does. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It would. Oh. Sure would. Yeah, I guess uh Clay uh Nixon hasn't been associated with uh Berkeley for a quite a while, from my understanding. Like they came out with the general and then he actually wasn't part of them for very much long after that. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. So. Uh, I have not, Justin. I have not ordered any of the new rods with the new cork. But I have heard pretty good things that people like them, but I haven't held them myself. I don't think, I fish with the, I don't think I've ever fished with a Dobbins. It says he's running blades and a Garmin scope with no 360. So that would assume that, yeah, he just... Some of these guys, I think what they, they feel like, you know, when they're fishing for ten dollars to $100,000, they want what they want, and they're less concerned whether they get their graphs at half off or free or whatever it is. Um, so kind of surprised, though, he's not having the 360, though. Because I, to me, a scope and a 360 is the deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wonder, maybe it's out of principle. I don't know. That 360 is cool. I like it. I got I got to use it a lot down at Harris Chain that Toyota series a couple of weeks ago. You can see shell bars on it so good. Mm-hmm. So what 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 are you running for a rig? 
I have a Phoenix 21 PHX uh, poles. Uh, I have a 12-inch Garmin for scope up front, a 12-inch Helix, and a 10-inch Helix up front for 360 and map. And at the back, I got two Helix 12s okay. with a Sonar Pro's uh, wiring harness in there. So Nice. Not, not too different than mine. What you got? I got a 20-foot Camus. Uh, still, I just got it in June last year. I haven't put the pole, any, any anchors on it, but I'll have them on. I'll get something on them for spring this year. And then I got two Helixes on the dash, uh, 10s, and then uh, a Helix 12 that I run 360, and then a sliver of map or whatever I want with it, and then a 10-inch Garmin on top of that. Do you run your 360? Do you run it on the front deal or like the full 360? Uh, I, t- I typically have it more full, but I, mm-hmm. I see a lot more people running with that front half or front two thirds or whatever. But yeah, that's what, I, that's, that's what I've seen myself doing more is that front doing the front deal. Although, if I got the scope on, I don't know, maybe it's more, I don't know, you know, like <laughs> if I'm constantly looking there anyways, then maybe I. Want a little? I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did get a piece of the generals at one time, but I don't know if that he still does. But could be wrong. Hmm. Don't know anything <laughs> about Rivet if he had. Uh, why is this comment not showing? It's like this one won't pull up. There it goes. What was Rivet's sponsor that dropped him? Well, he did. Was it, I didn't notice the, uh, what was that sports bar he had? Oh, uh, Walk-Ons. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think Walk-Ons was on his jersey this year, was it? Mm-mm. So that, that must have been it. I hate that. That's the only reason I went to walk on. I know back in the day, well, like I said, I told you I bought that. I mean, <laughs> I bought a big green egg because they were involved. Mm-hmm. I also, on the way back from a, a tournament in Indiana on Patoka Reservoir, my travel buddy and I, we stopped at a uh, Beefo Brady's back in the day because they were a title sponsor of uh, Preston Clark. Yep. We lost Rich. All right. Guess y'all are stuck with me till Rich gets back on here. All right. <laughs> I think I hit the wrong button. I went to. You did. Uh, definitely hit the wrong button. That was funny. Um, <laughs> So we did our pools. No Bassmaster fans. Five, couple guys that are gonna. Who's gonna win? I guess just like, I guess it's kind of like the end of the opens, guys. Right? They say like, who's gonna win? Not who you're picking in your fantasy, but uh, just some guys you think are really. Five guys uh, to win. I mean, like, who would you watch? Buckets aside, no fantasy. Oh, uh, let's see. Cook, Benton, obviously. Uh. Maybe Scott Martin. Maybe Scott. 
Yeah, I think he finished fifth when Latimer won, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. Him and he he fished with one of the best guys on the lake in a TV show a couple months ago too. Um, let's see, Scott. Who else? Who we got? Uh. Maybe Hanselman. That's four. And Brian New. Yeah. That's five. I think one of the Drews. Mm-hmm. Gross. New. And uh, Christy. Great. <laughs> right. I just watched somebody that somebody from out of the blue just comes up and busts a 30 pound bag tomorrow. Uh, it was uh, a minute ago, probably ten years ago. It was when the weekend series was still a thing, Bassmaster weekend series. So it's it's been a minute. I guess when Preston Clark's was still in the elite series, rocking a Beefo Brady's, like back when he set the record of 106 pounds on Sandy Clark or Sandy Cooper. So if that gives you uh, a time frame, it's it's been a minute. 2003. Sounds right. So it might be, yeah, 15 years ago when I was there. <clears throat> Gary says Blaylock. A couple, couple people on the old Frazier train. I don't know. Not not feeling the Frazier. I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to have a good tournament, but I don't think they're – I mean, any of these guys can win just about. No, but... I, yeah, absolutely. The thing is, like this – to me, of all the tournaments – Seminole really sets up where if a an angler lands on the right spot or two and finds something sneaky that somebody else misses. And I think because a lot of this, like Seminole is not, there is definitely some deep offshore, but there's a lot of like mid-depth offshore that's maybe hard, easy to graph the structure, but you're not always going to see the fish, I would imagine, right? Like, is that mm-hmm. fair to say, right? Um, so I think somebody could definitely find some honey holes that are absolutely... But I think the thing tricky is with this warming trend, we're going to see guys catch 24, 27 pounds on day one and come in day two with 14, right? Because they're yep. like, them fish are going to leave them and they're not going to, you know, they'll either have to find a new pod or they'll have to follow with them or adjust. Um, you're going so. you're, you're to be fishing by the seat of your pants on this one. Mm-hmm. If, if you got, you got to be, you got to be where they're coming to you. And that's either on the bank or uh, maybe a hard spot in the flint or, Something like that, and you get a, I mean, like a. There's there's little like eight to ten foot hard spots in the Flint River that they can they can stack up on, mm-hmm. but they can also leave too. Yeah. Um, Scott Martin does not have an elite series win. He's got several FLW wins, so definitely tour level ones, but not elite series. Um, the our friends at Tacklecraft could make you one until I get my merch game going. But uh, favorite classic to watch? I don't know that I have a favorite. I don't rewatch old classics that much. Um, I, I do. I remember the one that Kevin won was in Katawachi or whatever. Like that was pretty epic. Like that. That. I mean, just an overall like people catching them and smashing them like Remitz and uh, Paul and Nick, that was his first classic and KVD. And like, that was, that was a pretty sweet 
Um, I was I was at that one. Yeah, I always say never sleep on Luke Palmer. That guy that guy catches him. He's steady Eddie. Um, <laughs> there's Tacklecraft. Yeah, just reach out to Tacklecraft. Uh, his wife can whip you up a hoodie like this. I need one that says "Don't suck." Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, have you seen Jordan Lee's hoodie? Yeah. Was it this like sucks or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one too. And every every day that me and Keith fish together, I I got every morning I tell him don't suck, and he he doesn't. There you go. Uh, yeah, Patoka. When I fished it, which I think would have been in the but probably mid two thousands, I'm guessing, is about when I was there, and it was like you could either catch like a short or barely keeper, like it was a fifteen inch minimum, I think, and it was like you'd either catch shorts or you'd catch one between like fifteen <coughs> and two and a half inches, or you'd catch one between five and seven pounds. Like I don't know where the three, the two and a half to three and a half pounders were, but it's like you either caught a giant or a short or a barely keeper. So you're like you could catch two or three fish like for like seventeen pounds, and you'd be right in it. But it was very few. Uh, limits he might have just not had the 360 on to okeechobee just because the 360 is a grass catching son of a gun so it might just been a tactical wasn't thinking he was going to be using the 360 um which i'll do i'll lay it on my deck and do things like that uh, when i'm not using it um that's it mine off at harris changes because i couldn't i couldn't get through all the grass i was going through with it even like the Mississippi River here, like uh, I rigged it up. So like I, so the new LVS thirty four comes with a shaft mount or a barrel mount. Mm-hmm. So I took that barrel mount attachment and I used a big zip tie and I put it right under the fat part of the collar where it like necks down, and zip tied that there. So I can just unscrew my thirty four and then I can screw it in up there to get it out of the way. Oh, nice! And then I just use the Velcro strap so that i can just like undo it put it up by the way and like literally 30 seconds i can unmount or mount my 34 to get it out of the grass that's a good idea i need to get not a, i need to just get a visor holder, holder people not just a visor holder. <laughs> i need to get a 34 yeah so there's amy amy made this hoodie you can reach out to her she can she can make you one brian says he's got the J Lee hoodie there you go Go go, Bill Belichick on it for the spring. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about that. Uh, you follow Seminole. How are you going to win Pickwick? Uh, by catching more weight than everybody else. You know, by sucking less and catching them. Yes, <laughs> that's the plan. Uh, I, I got a couple little hidey holes there that I, I'm excited to see how they're going to be uh, at in a couple weeks. Have you heard? Is the grass come back at all since last year? Or is it still pretty? I mean, like that was the thing last year. People were saying the grass was really diminished on Pickwick. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know that that uh, Bass Nation National Championship; those weights were not too impressive. No. Um. So. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about the grass being gone or what. But uh, hope it is. Hope it's still there. Uh, I feel like Edwin Evers has a really good video on this. 
I could remake it, but I feel like Edwin has a really good video on waypoints to Google Earth. I feel he like does. that's the one I watched. Ed, Although Ed I think you may have to watch of... his to get to a certain point, then if you have Hummingbird, you'll have to switch to a different video to see how to get it the rest of the way. But I need to figure out how to do that too. I actually did that a fair amount for my Watchtower River tournament. I did some um... bunch of Google Earth then. Yeah, and it was more like the first out because I fished a national championship in 2014 there, and I was using my dad's rig with Lawrence, and so I had like download all this stuff as hid, and then I had to get it on my new my birds for my tournament, and that was the kind of a process to do that. <laughs> um, YouTube Cuz says, "Where have you not fished that you want to go fishing?" St. Lawrence River. Yeah. Which will happen in when are you go you, so you're 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 getting married We're in November. Going. When's the when's the trip? We're going the uh, last week in June, um, which is the week after week after their opening season opens June fifteenth. So we're going the week after that. So you're gonna be pre spawn spawn. Hopefully we catch a million a day. So what's your PB Smalley right now? Oh God! Uh, Do you have like a big pickwick stud or nothing like that, or no, not yet. Uh, five something. I caught I caught a big one at Erie last year. Okay. But there's a lot of those people. Right? The first time they go up there, like, "Oh, my PB Smalley's like four and a quarter." And you're like, "Well, you're gonna bring that. You're gonna break that six times in the first like two hours." Dude, I I got I got a couple of my friends that are going with us that uh, they've never called smallmouth. Um, so they're they're in for they're gonna get spoiled real quick. Uh, Ways fishing is first bass nation. Are you fishing as a boater or a non-boater? Um, you, which state are you fishing for? Yeah. Um, oh, I think the oh, one God. thing here is most 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 bass nation state tournaments are multiple A tournaments. And I think a lot of times when people first fish their first multi-day tournament, they're not prepared for a multi-day tournament because it's a different animal. So you need to like practice for a multiple day tournament, which means you need to have options. You need to look at that when you're practicing on Monday for your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday tournament or whatever, um, you need to kind of like, and so you're fishing the, you're fishing the Iowa out of Prairie du Chien on the Mississippi river. So wind is going to be not as big an issue, but it can play a little bit. Um, but you want to kind of watch that. Like, what's that forecast like at the actual tournaments? Because typically you're fishing, practicing two, three days ahead of the tournament for a two to three day tournament. Um, and you kind of want to like, you know, for the river, you're going to be want to watch in your, your river tie, your currents is going up or down. Is there rain in the forecast where it could potentially blow something out, uh, you know, and, and so you want to watch that and you want to be practicing for where the fish are going to be during the tournament and what other conditions are going to be in the tournament. And then, and like on our lakes, we have you know, a lot of our state tournaments on our bigger lakes up here in Minnesota. So, you know, if it's going to blow hard one day out of the North and one day out of the South, right. You may have to make sure you practice both ends of the lake because you may not be able to fish the other side on one day. So like people get really like honed in on like, Oh man, I got them wadded up right here. And then they show up. And they catch them the first day of the tournament, and then it flips 180 on them, and right then it's just blown out, and they zero or barely catch any fish. So I think 
managing your fish, practicing for a multi-day tournament, preparing yourself physically and mentally and uh, that kind of stuff is all big part of like your first big event like that. Um, Did you see what Bass came out with today for the na the nation changes? Or yeah, it's, they kind of launched Can their their press release, but I guess I've known about it for a little bit. What so what what is that? I didn't I didn't read into it too much. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. So the other thing is you're gonna have a co-angler typically in this tournament. If you've never fished with a co-angler, that's a thing. And then typically there's a pretty big boat flip, right? Like if you're boat ten day one, you're boat ninety day two or whatever. So you have to like also prepare yourself for that. Like just because you think you're gonna get on the juice because you get a good boat draw on day one be prepared that you may not get there or you might be sharing it on day two or things like that. So those are all things that kind of like it's it, much like all fishing is a mental game, like getting yourself prepared and not getting surprised by some of those intangibles of a bigger tournament will put you uh, a long ways ahead. But to your question, the Bass Nation, right? So I don't know if you've ever fished Bass Nation at all or. Yeah, I fished a little club deal uh, around the house last year just to give me something to do while I was home. Right. But so you typically go to a state qualifying system of some kind every state does a little different some do team trails some do like one tournament some do whatever so but anyway up until this year they in the last i don't know five six years it's been this way they send a a 10 boater 10 non-boater team to a regional from the regional you just need to be the top person in your state you go to nationals nationals is a 50 boat ish tournament um winner goes to the elites top three go to the opens right living the dream package that whole thing Mm -hmm. uh the new format will be each state will get a certain amount of direct national qualifiers based on their membership from their state so like minnesota will get six direct qualifiers this year to the national championship the national championship is going to grow from 50 boats to like 200 boats um but then also like then like the top six will go but then then there's gonna be a, a like the next 10 angler slash non boaters will go to the, what they're getting rid of the regionals. And they're going to qualifiers. So they went from six regionals to four qualifiers. And so you'll get like a code to get prior to entry into a qualifier. <laughs> um, and then, but those qualifiers, instead of being 90 to hundred boat tournaments for regionals are now going to be like 250 boat qualifiers. So basically in a nutshell and then from the qualifiers they're going to send like 20 or 30 boats to make up the rest of that 200 right 200 so um basically what they've done is they've taken the bass nation and all the people complaining about uh we can't do a single division open anymore to make the elites and the classic and smashing it together and coming out with this new system if that makes sense yeah that that wow <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is uh, payouts will be substantial. Like, so when I took second in the Northern qualifier in lacrosse a couple of years ago, I think I won three grand and the winner won five. Um, that's going to go up quite a bit because you're going to have a bigger field. And I think entry fees went from 200 to 400 for the divisional slash qualifier. So I imagine like you're going to walk out of winning the qualifier with like, I don't know, 20 or 30 grand probably similar to what you'd win for a Bassmaster Open or whatever that is, maybe 40. Um, That'll help. And then at the National, I think they're shooting to have a $100,000 payout at Nationals. Not bad. So kind of think about it like old-style 
Bassmaster Opens with a Bassmaster Championship. That's kind of what mm-hmm. the Bass Nation is going to be. Huh. It doesn't. It it doesn't sound bad. I know it's pro- that's probably going to make a lot of people mad. Um, for one one reason or another, but yeah, I might try that then next year. Right. Yeah, so you have to be on a state roster for Bass Nation. Oh, okay. I gotta and go then to if you fish the qualifier, you can get automatic codes. But then, like, after those codes go out, there is going to be a period of, like, open registration with anybody that's on a state roster can get in those qualifiers, I think. So that's how they're going to guarantee they fill up those 250 boats at a qualifier. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia has a no pro rule, so. Sure. Uh yes, you should pay attention to the current speed on the Mississippi River and the water levels. They matter quite a bit. Um locks do play on Prairie Sheen for sure. A lot of people like to lock up to the Lansing pool, pool nine. Are they taking the top twenty boaters and top twenty co's to nationals, ten and ten, or just top twenty overall? Uh co's are going to nationals, yeah. It'll be two hundred and fifty boaters and two hundred and fifty co's at nationals, is my understanding. And then the final day when they cut to top 20 or 25, I don't know if that's Coes or just voters. I'm not sure. But. No more steak. Yeah. So no more uh, steak dinners at national championships. No more. The team function, the team awards at regionals goes away. So a lot of that, like, I mean, there is some upside, right? Like if you do well, you potentially have the you're going to potentially make some money and cover your expenses and things like that. Um, and if you win the national championship, you're probably going to be in a much better position to tackle the elites with a little more cash. Um, but what you are going to miss is like the old Bass Nation National Championship, like the one that they'll have this year. Fifty some boats was really like a mini classic for the. I mean, like mm-hmm. they had a boatyard. They paid for your hotel for the week. They shuttled you around. There was dinners and presentations. And, like, it was really, like, I mean, not the, the, you know, they handled it and organized it much like the classic, obviously, without the 30,000 people in an arena, right? And not quite the the, the spectacle, but um, that's that's definitely going away. So, like, that experience no longer exists after this year. So that's the downside. That stinks. Yeah, so like I'm, I feel pretty. I fished three national championships, and I'll always think fondly of those. And uh, you know, that was that was a, a big deal. Uh, yeah, look at the core engineers uh, national those sites. They have uh, current flow and and river gauge like rivergauge.com or something. I don't know. There's a couple. <clears throat> There's big smallies in all those pools if you can find them. Uh, cool. So, you fish anything else besides the MPFL? Um, I'm, I might do that little local club deal again. Uh, just little club tournaments around the house. Uh, they're pretty fun and good bunch of good dudes. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I just can't make the top six stuff or anything, which stinks. But uh. And still just got just got fish have fun yeah but if you're like so if you're in that bass nation club and you're on the state roster that should make you eligible next year to be able to like sign up 
when they get to that open registration period. And I think that's what they're banking on, right? They, they're looking for people like you, some of these guys that are fishing the opens, right. That are going to be willing to like fill those fields for four or 500 bucks because right. The one thing that this is obviously they are giving more opportunities, but they are, I think trying to pump a lot more money into the system. You get a lot mm-hmm. more people signed That's up for the Bass Nation, uh, get more people involved, increase the numbers. And right, they went from running six regionals down to four qualifiers. Well, it doesn't cost any, right, 600 boat tournaments. It's cheaper to run four 250 boat tournaments than it does six 100 boat tournaments. So yeah. they're cutting their expenses and increasing participation, which is kind of a little bit of a, a money I mean, it's good for business, right? It, it's going to increase the bottom line at Bass. Yeah. And which, honestly, you can't blame them. Honestly, our sport, you know, we all would hope that we're not fishing for each other's money and everybody's entry fees. So, you know, things got to change to get to a level where, you know, things, right? I mean, <laughs> hopefully someday, right? Whether it's in my lifetime, your lifetime, or our kids' lifetime, that people fishing professionally are fishing for sponsor dollars, mostly not each other's money, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's what they tried to do with the BPT the first year or two that they didn't have entry fees and see how well that went. So, Hello, yeah, Mike. Hope, hope, hopefully we get to that point eventually. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that's going to roll out, but it does, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if that'll be in the open, like registration period where you can pick any. Or like if you get one of the auto codes from your state, if you're going to be locked into a qualifier, if you can use it in any of them, that deep level of detail, I don't think quite is out. And I think there's the opportunity where if you're potentially on the ball, you could probably register for multiple qualifiers. Now, I would assume like one's going to be on the West Coast, one's going to be in the Midwest, one's going to be in the Central, and one's going to be on the East or something like that, you know I mean? But like, if you're willing to travel, like I think there is the opportunity to potentially fish multiple qualifiers. But more to, more to come. To be determined. I don't know if anybody asked any questions earlier that you didn't get answered and we skipped or missed. Go ahead and let them fly. I think we kind of covered our agenda. We're kind of in the uh, whatever we want to talk about section of the evening. Talk about an NPFL schedule. Yeah. So you got Pickwick first. Yep. And we go, we go to Wright Patman in April. Which should be a slugfest of sorts. It should be. And then I think we go to Saginaw Bay. Again, I got a top 10 last year. That was fun. Very nice. Did you chase largies or smallies or both? Or? Dude, so the second day of practice, I I ripped the front dash off my boat with my graphs, but they were still there. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm not about to fight this 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 wind anymore. I'm going fishing uh, marshmallow. So I did that. I had a two mile stretch to myself the first day and I caught 17 pounds and then second day had 15, third day had 12 finished 10th. So nice. yeah, we go to oh, Pat. Are you just like peeling on them? Like numbers wise, like, mm-hmm. right. Like I heard like, right. You're catching 40, 50 catches. Yeah. You catch as many as you want. 
Just getting a, getting a three and a half pounder is a big deal. Lots of lot, lots of lots of keeper sized fish, but getting a three and a half was was key. I had, I had lot, five of them the first day. So. A lot of twelve to fifteen inches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. We go to Santee Cooper at the end of May. That could be good or bad. I mean, there will be big caught, but mm-hmm. there will probably be some. I think to my point earlier, I remember what we were talking about. They will have the haves and the have nots. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. a big, you have guys coming in with 33 pounds and you have guys coming in with three pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm usually in that three pound class. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Then we go to Saginaw in July. That's a week. That's, that's a week after we were there last year. So that'll be good. Again, smallmouth should play more than. We go to Lake Eufaula in Oklahoma, the end of September. That'll... Which Panger says is the best unknown tournament lake in the country. I know that's that's the only reason I'm excited to go is because what Panger said about it. Nice. And, and then there's a championship this year or not? And then we we end at uh, Lanier, the end of October. Lake that's Lanier. the championship, or no? The championship's oh. going to be on Amistad. Uh, spring to 24. Top 40? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, top 40. So what is the field? What's the field size for Pickwick? Uh, 76. Are they still accepting entries at this point? No. No, it's Uh, cut off now? So they cut it off February 1st. Um, so I, I think, I think it's cut off, cut off. Uh, I don't, Maybe maybe if somebody wanted to get in, they show them some money, they might can get in. But I doubt it. Uh, they were they were pretty stickler about, hey, we're done February first, taking people. So, so they kind of got just to their minimum threshold. <laughs> like they were kind of they got they got one over the minimum threshold. But dude, well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to see I, the league I, do well. To be honest, I like it's me too, man. It's it's literally. Literally the best ran tournaments ever like I've ever fished. Like Brad and, and all of them being ex-military people, they can come up with a game plan pretty pretty well. Uh and executing it's very good too. Uh just, you know, I love I love the trailer weigh in deal, not having to take the fish out and worry about them jumping in the water and stuff and not having to bag them as much and there's, there's just, there's, there's little things about it that you just think, yeah, this is, this is, this, this should go somewhere. Um, but I think our, our live coverage is doing very well, and uh, yeah, we, we should have a, have a good year this year. I think we'll start off catching some big ones at Pickwick. Very cool, nice. Um, I think Pangrack is sitting down with one of the Bass Tournament directors live on his way down to Ufala next week, maybe. So we'll see what kind of information we get there. If we don't get it, then we'll I'll pry some more and see if we can get somebody else on. Uh, Rusty, typically, no. Most Bass Nation tournaments, you don't need a teammate. You typically join a club and fish solo, like a Pro-Am style, either as a boater or a non-boater. Um... Uh, I think is it they, st- they well, for a while they did YouTube 
in their site, but I think is it just on the league site now? No, so they're changing it this year. It's going to be on uh, PH. Yeah, yeah, Productions. Yeah, they they have their own app deal on Roku and all that, and we'll see how that goes. Was it is the league coverage free or is that a pay per view? No, it's it's free. The pay per view part will be they'll have uh, POV cameras on five boats, and you can pay like three bucks or four bucks a month to watch those. Um, and they're going to have a, some deal with the weigh-in uh, where when we walk off stage, they'll have like, a you know, like Manning cast deal, but they'll have uh, Luke and Fat Cat in the studio talking to people as they come off stage. So that'll be cool. Yeah. It's uh, P-H-Y-X is like fixed TV. Yeah, that's it. Um, and they have some content and some premium content and so it sounds like the mpfl will be layered where you'll have base coverage for free and there'll be premium content as part of the the premium package yeah and the little we've i've heard about that's that covers it pretty much did the anglers get a cut Come on, right? like, like I would like. Oh man, but you're—they're going to be designated anglers, right? It's not like they're—you're going to be able to pick from a few yeah, anglers from, for POV. It's not going to be like you can pick from all seventy-six or something like that. But no, but dude, I—it's I, possible. I think that's possible. Like right, where like literally the entire field gets, and you can be like, "Hey, I'm going to pay four dollars to watch." Dude, it's—it's it's not Luke Palmer, either. and Luke Palmer gets a dollar fifty of that or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Like, I, I the first year of NPFL, I I live streamed from a GoPro to to Facebook or YouTube or whatever, and it uh I just had the little Verizon hotspot box deal, and uh, streamed my phone, connected my phone to that hotspot and the GoPro to that hotspot, and it streamed directly to to Facebook or whatever. I mean, through all your day. phone, yeah, through my through the app, through the GoPro app deal. I mean, it, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Because I'm already recording, so I feel like I should stream. Try to figure mm-hmm. out the stream tournaments too. Um, I actually have an idea about how I might stream like some like Tuesday nighter type stuff with a little more interaction, like like make it more interactive. Be kind of some fun, just like two, two, three, four hour evening derbies. I don't think I'd want to be like doing that for like big tournaments where like you're trying to win ten grand, but like yeah, uh, when you only got forty dollars on the line and you're just goofing around anyway, then I think it could be kind of fun. Got to watch what you say. (laughs) (laughs) Flooded timber tips. He says the timber that's sticking out of the water, not all that pre-cut stuff. Um, I don't have a ton of experience. Um, I fished fork, I fished a couple Ozark lakes, but I guess the one thing, um, uh, you almost have to fish timber. Like it's not there, right? You have to fish it based on the contours, the channels, the creeks, the hot spots, the hard spots, all the other stuff. And then the timber is just icing on the cake. Yep. So at Seminole, dude, we'll have, we'll have grass points come out with just trees sticking all up in it and stuff. And you just gotta pretty much ignore the ignore the trees sometimes. Uh, just fish the grasslands how it is, or depends on if you have live scope or not. You can go out there and scope 
scope in the stand of timber. Yeah, I guess the, the live scope has definitely changed that to some degree, uh, mm-hmm. where you can just hunt for roaming fish and things like that. Um, the other thing I've seen, like at Lake Fork, it seems like anytime you got like a horizontal piece of wood in standing mm-hmm. timber, that can be a, a key spot yep. where you can typically definitely. get a fish or two a lot of times. Definitely. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I don't, I know I've seen like uh, Avena dabbled in it for a while. A few other people where they're streaming to their, it typically has always been Facebook, where I've always mm-hmm. seen it. Um, but it's a little bit, the thing is, right? You really like, it's like you just, there's a lot of nothing because typically when you stream from a GoPro at your dash, you're staring at their backslash ass. Uh, <laughs> Right. And you exactly. can't afford to look at your phone or see the comments or interact. And like the audio is terrible. Yeah. Um, so even if you're explaining yourself, you typically can't hear anything. So there's a lot of like watching nothing happening. Um, Just watching somebody fish. Right. Well, I think that's maybe why it hasn't been super popular. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember back, remember back in the day, Bass tried the, the live camera thing with the little yellow box they put on everybody's or a couple people's boat that never worked. Hmm. Never worked. Versus the cameraman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. But the technology is there now to do it. So. Yeah, to me, I think if you can have somebody like here's well, just my idea, right? Is if I could have somebody that would help me out for a couple hours, where I could wear Bluetooth earbuds, that yeah, and, and they can be reading the chat mm-hmm. and basically be like, "Hey, AJ from Nebraska says like, why are you throwing a white chatterbait instead of a black and blue?" Or Rich G says, uh, "You know, based on the conditions, why did you?" select a fish shallow versus deep and you can just like have that conversation then i think that makes it way more interesting uh for the viewers and makes it a much more enriching live stream experience i think so too that's a good that's a good idea but the way it's set up now with live chats and things like you'd have to have a moderator that's oh yeah. in a studio to kind of read it to you right with, without being like, you know, you have AirPods in and it reads your tech to you. Like, you could have somebody say, "Oh, so and so's got twenty nine pounds." No, don't don't need to hear that. Right. Yeah, you got to make sure it's, and that's why it would, you know, makes more sense for like little evening derbs and stuff like that. I think like to do that, like <laughs> on the opens mm-hmm. or the elites or MLF or MPFL, there'd be quick to be like gray lines really quickly mm-hmm. the other thing i guess you could do it's like we got so many screens up front right like you put a tablet next to your <laughs> your freaking live scope and just have the chat enlarged where it's like scrolling and maybe you could read it if you put uh, put it on a beatdown mount where it's up in your face and all of a sudden you can kind of keep an eye on chat and then you can still talk into a a Bluetooth or have your phone somewhere up close where it can catch audio. Maybe you could do it that way, but that still, if you're reading, then you're definitely, you're not concentrating no. as, as much as you should be. Whereas I feel like if you're just listening to an earbud, you can still fish 
and focus on the cast. Yeah, I could. I, I fish for music playing all the time. Yeah. But it'd be great to be like answering somebody's question about a, why you're throwing a black frog and then all of a sudden one just <laughs> <laughs> like just get up. That's why you throw the black why. frog. Then yeah. you get all the excitement and then you're like, right, that'd be. Did the other thing I think like if you could have like a tablet or a front camera and a back camera, and if you could run it through a thing like this with like StreamYard, right? Like you could mm-hmm. um you know, where I can do this, right? Then I can have like the studio guy where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe like this is the front camera and this is the back camera, where like this is the front face of you and then you're the back camera or something like that. And like I think it could be a pretty neat deal. <clears throat> be cool. So we'll be looking for volunteers, those people that are active in chat that want to participate in this. Then I'll uh it'll we'll be like an unpaid internship, or maybe like all the chat donations that night will go to the moderator. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I can, I'll give you twenty percent of the uh, Tuesday night earnings if uh, if we cash a check. I don't know, something like that. Five dollars. All right, dude. Uh, last call for questions. Is there anything else you want to cover? I think I'm good. Covered a lot. Yeah, it's fun. Ready, ready for these boys to kick it off in the morning. Absolutely. Clay said he'd watch it. There you go. There we go. We got one. We got one. Rich <laughs> raises his hand. Is this a, a, a volunteer moderator? It is. Rusty says, everyone go hit the like button. We got almost 100 here and only 30 likes, he says. What? Nobody likes me. Dang. Uh, my screen says shows we have 65 likes. If that makes like, there's typically a lag on the uh, likes on the uh, the live here. But uh, gotcha. <laughs> now I probably revulse it, and somebody like Bass Fishing HQ will have this out next week, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm glad you thought of that." <laughs> yeah, I, I like all the time. I have ideas of things that eventually happen two years from now. So. It happens. All right, dude. I appreciate you reaching out. This was fun to get a uh, you know a in-depth personal breakdown on Seminole and Eufaula. If you guys came in late, we covered <clears throat> I don't know Seminole, Eufaula, Pickwick, pretty good details. Uh, we talked fantasy fishing, all kinds of stuff. So if you came in late, catch the replay on whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, or you can uh, search Hellabass on your favorite podcast app and catch the replay while you're walking the dog or lifting weights or fishing like Landon does with his, his earbuds in. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, so where are you active on social? Where, where, if people want to check out your NPFL season, uh, Facebook, it's uh Landon Tucker fishing Instagram. It's Landon Tucker one. I think, uh, Twitter, I'll get on there every now and then and just mess with Ronnie a lot. Do that. But, uh, yeah. That's about it. I don't do the YouTube thing much. Uh, oh, thank you. Try not to suck. Yeah, YouTube's a grind. Oh, that's not for everybody. Yeah, not <laughs> not for me. If 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 I had if I had somebody to work a camera for me, I could I could edit all the stuff I wanted to. But nah, I'm good. Right on. <laughs> well, appreciate your time. Good luck at Pickwick. Uh, 
maybe watch, uh, maybe Landon will have some sneaky stuff on his Instagram or Facebook or Twitter from this week and some inside information on social. Um, otherwise, you can follow him along on Pickwick. And uh, otherwise, uh, thanks, everybody. As always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. Thanks, bud. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.